Welcome to Origin Gates Daily Podcast, Wisdom's Echo. This is Grant Mahoney. And what I want to share on today is the seven dimensions of revenue. And I want to have a look at these different dimensions and the different realms of revenue. And this is not talking about money. I'm talking about, I'm going to talk about money, but what I really want to talk about is spiritual revenue, things that you need in your life to generate wealth. And that's wealth through a whole range of different topics and dimensions. So the very first dimension of revenue is wisdom and you can read all about wisdom in proverbs 8 9 and 10 but it and, and 10 and it tells you that wisdom is the principal thing and that wisdom is better than money so one of the things that you and i as sons of yahweh need to be praying for and asking god for all the time is for wisdom because wisdom is the principal thing and without wisdom the other um, dimensions of revenue will not flow in your life. So wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom is the first thing that you need to get. And it's interesting that even when we look at Solomon, who is the wisest man in all the earth, that was what he asked for. He asked for wisdom and discernment. He didn't ask for money. He didn't ask for riches. He didn't ask for wealth. Those were the byproducts of having wisdom. And that was one of the things that he asked for. The second dimension of revenue is vision. And vision is so important because Habakkuk says, without a, um, w- without a vision, my people perish. And what he says in chapter 2, he says, write the vision and make it plain so that they that read it may be able to run. And this is such a key point. So as I said, vision is the second dimension of revenue. You don't actually need money to have a vision, but you need a vision to create wealth for yourself, which is so important. So we must have a vision. And the thing is about vision, when you read the scriptures, you must be able to, to read and to write. It says, write the vision, and then says, make it plain so that those who read it can run. And so there's two dynamics in that particular verse, which I want to look at just briefly. The first is, is that re- is reading and writing is the first dynamic. And secondly, the thing is that when you have a vision, you're able to run. Now, this is very, very important because what comes before running? Walking. And anyone that's walking in the spiritual dimension is dealing with death issues. Look at what it says. It says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Walk through the valley of the shadow of death. So when light shines on you, it, it casts a shadow, right? And that shadow is caused by an object standing between you and the light, right? And so light is revelation. And so we have to understand that. So revelation knowledge is very necessary for you and me to begin to take us from where we are to the next place. But if you have a shadow of death on your life, what it means is that there is death standing between you and the revelation knowledge that Yahweh wants you to have in. But when you have a vision, then you're able to run. And when you can run, you can move at a pace where there is no shadow created and you can begin to come into the revelation that you need to begin to function in. And what it helps you do, it helps you take your energy away from focusing on death issues so that you can move on. So the third dimension of revenue is knowledge or information. And this is important because it's not just having knowledge and information. What is so important is how do you apply what you know? It's about the application of knowledge and information. It's one thing to have it, but it's a very different thing to actually apply knowledge and information. Doesn't Hosea says, it says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge or information, if you look at it. And so what you do not know will kill you, right? And so our problem is we have a lack of information. And many times when we get information as Christians or as believers, we don't apply it. And this is one of the things why we don't grow. So it's like if you were to go 
to your pharmacy and you bought a bottle of shampoo and you put the bottle in your um, your cabinet at home and every day you open it up and you look and you go, man, that's a nice bottle of shampoo. My hair would be, but you've never ever used it. You've never applied the shampoo to your hair. You've never washed it. All it is is a useless thing. It's just sitting there doing nothing. Information must be applied. And the reason we perish in business or in ministry or in anything is because not just because of a lack of information, but because of the, the lack of application of the information that we that we get. And so it's very important that we begin to apply and actually use the information and the knowledge that we're given. The fourth level of, of uh, revenue is a good name. The word says in Proverbs that a good name is better than money. And that is a very, very powerful statement because if you just think about it today, if you want to go and take out a loan from the bank, what do they want from you? They want collateral that you can borrow against, something that they have an asset so that if you mess up on your payments or you miss payments, they have an asset that they can sell to recoup their costs, right? But there are some people who will give you money based on your name. And I'll use an example, like if, let's say, for instance, if Jeff Bezos, who's the founder of Amazon, was to walk in somewhere and said, I need some money, they're not going to go and ask him for collateral. He has a good name. He has billions behind his name. He's built an empire and his name stands for him. And if I look at my, if, if I look at my own life, my dad had a business like that. My dad comes from absolute uh, poverty and he became a self-made man working for himself. But I, I remember, I knew most of my dad's clients and they were amazing men and women, but every deal that my dad had, he never had a single piece of paper for any of his business contracts. Everything was done by a handshake and his name. And so there was this great trust behind him. And the reason it was like that is because my dad had integrity. Because when he said something, his customers knew he was going to deliver on what he said he was going to deliver. The quality, the price, everything, the time in which he was going to deliver it. He, he matched his word. So when he said something, he matched his word. So his name became um, joined to his word. And a good name is worth more than money. His name was what people would... Like, like let's say my dad had a customer and there was someone in a similar business. They would get hold of this guy and say, who can you recommend to do this job? And, and they would recommend my father. Why do you recommend him? Because this guy has never let me down. This guy is a good name. This guy meets what he says he's going to do. And that's how he generated business. He never advertised. His entire life never advertised. And he had so many clients, it was uncanny. But I understand now the reason he had that was because he had a good name. And one of the major issues with believers is that we don't finish things. We start things and we don't finish them. Or when we finish them, we don't finish them well. We don't finish them properly. And so what we need to do is we need to finish well. And everything that we're doing, don't start something and then don't finish it properly. If you're awarded a contract or you're given something to do, do that job well. Do it with integrity. Do it with honor. Make sure that you finish it with excellence. Begin to have that spirit around your life. Psalm 8 says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. So even Yahweh has an excellent name. He has a good name. Just look at crea creation around it. Look at everything that's around it. Romans says that when you look at creation, a sinner will acknowledge that there's a God because creation is a reflection of his name. So if I look at the birds and, I, and sometimes I'll watch like a bumblebee landing on a flower and I just look at all of that kind of stuff, the flower and how the, the, the pollen gets on their legs and all this kind of stuff. And you look at that and you say, man, 
And this is in its fallen state. The earth, I, I mean, where we live, there's mountain range that we can look at. And I look at that mountain range and it's absolutely stunning. And so there's all this beauty because it's a reflection of His name. So is your work, is your ministry, is what you're doing in life a reflection of your name? We have to have a good name. So a good name is better than money. I mean, if you think about it, look at some of the products we buy. Certain things are synonymous with their name. Their name means something like cars, like, I mean, Mercedes-Benz and BMW are known to be good quality vehicles. I, um, I know there are other quality vehicles, but understand what I'm saying. And the thing is this, that we have to understand, it takes a lifetime to build a good name. And so just being able to preach or run a business doesn't give you a good name. The fifth dimension of revenue is relationships. And, and that, that word relationship for me is, is tied to or referencing relating to a ship. And most ships, if you look at it on the sea, are cargo carriers. They're carrying something. And so the question is, how do we relate to a cargo carry, carrier? And so for me in my life, let's say I take my good friend Ian Clayton. So he's a ship. He's carrying a cargo of revelation. And if I disrespect his cargo, I will not honor the relationship that I have with him. So honor comes with relationship. And so the reason I married my wife is because I honor her ship. It's an amazing ship. And a, and a relationship is better than money. And so there's all these kind of things. And so what we have to do is we have to honor what people carry is really what I'm trying to say. Honor the cargo that's in them. Honor what they carry. The people that we have in our school called The Nest, all of them are we in relationship with them. We honor what they carry. And that's why they're a part of this. And so when you honor what someone carries, this is the amazing thing. You get the benefit of what they carry. So if you look at Laban, Laban got the benefit of what Jacob carried. Pharaoh got the benefit of what Joseph carried. Uh, all of this kind of stuff. Israel got the benefit of what David carried. And so relationship is better than money because Yahweh will bless you because of the people that you're in relationship with. And it's very interesting. Anytime you look at your life, anytime you were promoted, it's because there was an, an added relationship of value that came into your life. The sixth dimension of revenue is property or land. Psalm 24 says, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And Psalm 112 verse 4 says, I will give you wealth and riches in your house. And the word says, The righteous shall inherit the word. And in Psalm 1 it says, You will be a tree planted by land or property. And so we are only as equitable as the property we own. And so the way we're going to build generational blessing and the way we're going to eliminate poverty is to own a piece of land that has value and where you own the title deed of that land. And so one of my recommendations is that people need to start buying land. You know, it's not Yahweh's will for us to rent. Renting is a demonic system and I was tied to it for 17 years. And the reason it's demonic is because the person you're renting from has power over you. And so there are principles in the word that we need to follow. Don't get into debt is one of those principles. Sam and I literally own everything that we have. All our cars paid for, everything. The only thing that we have a small mortgage on is our home. And we are doing everything that we can to get out of that mortgage. In other words, we are trying to pay it. And I'm hoping within the next three or four years, our mortgage will be fully paid off. And when I... When I have the extra money, I'm going to buy land. I intend to buy as much land as I can get my hands on. We all need to be property owners. And I want to own land in multiple countries. 
And so when you get a promise from Yahweh, he always attaches land to that promise. When he, when he, when he, um, when he gave Abraham a promise, how did he seal that promise? With a piece of land. Ask David, ask Jacob, ask Joseph. Every businessman should own the business that he's in, the property of his business. And then the last revenue or dimension of revenue is money. This is the lowest of all the dimensions of revenue. And so there are seven, even seven streams of money, but I'm not going to go there. And there's certain currencies that are stronger than other currencies. And the thing is that it's not the value of the paper that it's printed on, because all currencies printed on the same paper, it's the value that people place on it. So money is the last one. And that, that word money, or the root word for money is currency. And the root word for currency is current. And so current means there's a flow. There's something on it. And if you jump into a river with a strong current, the power of that current will push you and carry you down that river. And so we need to understand that Yeshua was not poor. Jesus was not poor. He had his own treasurer. The thing is this, you don't have a treasurer if you don't have a treasury. And so we have to understand this, that Yeshua had lots and lots of money, lots of wealth. And there's this, this teaching of poverty that's been taught to the church that is so disarming and so negative. And I want to say that it's one of the worst teachings. And I'm not a prosperity gospel person, but I'm saying we should all function with wealth. And we need to generate in our lifetime all these dimensions of revenue that I've just spoken about. It's scriptural to pray for wisdom, to ask for it. It's scriptural to ask Yahweh, give me a vision, give me something that I can dream towards. It, there's nothing wrong with you asking for knowledge and information and asking Yahweh to give you the ability to not just have knowledge and information, but take that knowledge and information and apply it so that it becomes fruitful. It's good to ask Yahweh to give you a good name. Remember, Jacob's name could no longer remain Jacob. It had to change to Israel because your name is a reflection of what you do, which is so important. Um, it's scriptural to ask for relationships. If any two shall agree on earth touching anything, it shall be done. It's scriptural to ask for land, to ask Yahweh to bless you financially. And so I just want to encourage you that go after these things. Listen to this teaching again and, and write down these seven dimensions of revenue and begin to engage them and begin to go after them. Bless you guys. I hope you've enjoyed this.